Hi, and welcome back to Really Recovering. I'm Molly, and I am really recovering from an eating disorder. And this is kind of just where I talk about eating disorder recovery and kind of just general mental health topics because I have quite a lot to say, and I like sharing my thoughts like this. I'm just going to give a quick disclaimer slash trigger warning. Obviously, I am not a medical or mental health professional. I'm just a girl in recovery from her eating disorder. And all I can really talk about is my own experience and the little research that I've done and the education I've received on eating disorders and mental health. And also just a trigger warning that I am going to be talking about eating disorders and mental health. I will never talk about numbers or anything, but I might name specific behaviors or specific feelings surrounding eating disorders and mental health. So please feel free to click off anytime if you feel that what I'm saying is not supportive to your mental health journey. So, just jumping right into it, this episode is kind of going to be what I think about the whole idea of heroin chic as an aesthetic coming back, and also just my take on the way body image is viewed, not only in like eating disorder recovery, but just kind of in the larger society as a whole. My first point about heroin chic is kind of just like, we've been new. Which is really sad to say, but we did. Like, we knew that this was going to trend again. There's this thing in fashion called the 20-year trend cycle. And exactly what it sounds like. It's trends are meant to cycle in and out every 20 years. And so far, that general rule has pretty much stayed true for, like, literally centuries. Like... I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, so the American Revolution, the Georgian era. If you've ever seen the musical Hamilton, it's kind of like what the Schuyler sisters wear in the Schuyler sisters. You've got the front piece on the bodice of the dress is like an inverted triangle to accentuate the woman's chest and then draw the waist down and then the skirt is super wide. So it's kind of like that curvier look. And then Regency, which is right after the Georgian era, which regency is like fashion that you would see in like bridgerton with like all the empire waists and almost like shift dresses sort of and that would be more of like a like an elongating slimming effect that clothes have on the body and then after regency is victorian which it's like one of the most notable historic fashion eras western fashion eras i should specify i'm really only going to be focusing on western fashion just because as sad as it is that's kind of what dominates but anyways victorian if you don't have a clue is it's kind of like the clothes they wear in little women you know corsets and big big hoop skirts and then after victorian comes like edwardian which is like it still definitely has like a curvier thing but it transitions back from hoop skirts to just like a butt pad for lack of a better word i'm trying to think of a good example um if you've ever seen disney's tarzan the dress that jane wears is pretty edwardian it's still kind of curvy but it definitely elongates her figure a lot more than like a victorian dress would and so you can see that playing out in today but i feel like even though that fashion was definitely focused on changing the appearance of a woman's body i feel like more or less any woman could fit into the fashion standard 
but as this 20-year trend cycle has continued to come in and out, and just like as women's fashion has evolved, I feel like the shift has switched from more of like a woman's clothes to a woman's body turning in and out of cycle and we can see that now with like where recently like we had this kind of whole like slim thick trend with like big boobs big butt small waist and there definitely were clothes that accentuated that like high-waisted jeans and a lot of like tiny tight tops kind of give you that sort of like hourglass figure but the emphasis in society really seemed to be more focused on the woman's body rather than the clothes and again that is just becoming ever more prominent with the resurgence of heroin chic which is an aesthetic that kind of started in the 90s and to put it quite blankly it just kind of like romanticizes this like emaciated tired ill looking woman and it calls that beautiful and granted there are a lot of aspects of quote-unquote heroin chic fashion that could literally just be fashion trends like it's kind of like low-rise jeans longer tops tighter tops etc etc which is like perfectly fine like literally anyone can wear that but we are just at a point in society where instead of like bringing back certain clothing trends we are bringing back certain body trends and even though we kind of knew that this like elongated like more rectangular body type slash clothing type was gonna come back into trend it's sad that like even after seemingly all the work that society has done from like the start of the 21st century it's just like actively romanticizing a body type over clothing type has just like completely erased any progress we as a society have made in western fashion to like erase the whole idea of there being a perfect body type and it's really sad just to see disordered eating so romanticized and drug abuse so romanticized because like literally it's in the name literally heroin chic like heroin not only is a deadly drug but it's an appetite suppressant if you look it up online which i really don't suggest you do there's a lot of romanticization of like caffeine and nicotine which are also pretty addictive drugs and are also appetite suppressants and so it like romanticizes abusing these drugs in order to contribute to eating less it's essentially saying like this this quote-unquote aesthetic this body type being promoted is saying like the only way to be beautiful is to have a body that you are manipulating to be smaller which is really sad for so many reasons. Like, first of all, there shouldn't even be a body type that is the most beautiful. Everyone has different bodies. Literally, if we all ate the same thing, we would still all look different just because it's in our genetics. Like, we all have different genetics. Um, so we're just, we're not going to look the same. And that's totally okay. But the f not only does it say that there is, like, a quote-unquote better body type, but heroin chic promotes the idea that to be part of this quote-unquote superior body type you have to manipulate your body you have to go on extreme diets and participate in disordered eating in order to be quote-unquote beautiful which is so like i hate the word toxic but that's literally what this is like it just it leads to the promotion of eating disorders because disordered eating for many is a gateway to eating disorders just because there are a lot of people with eating disorders who have sort of like this underlying genetic 
code. Basically, back in like caveman times, whenever there was a famine, this genetic code would sort of awaken and unlock and do certain things to help this person survive during the famine. And then when the famine was over, it would go back to sleep and like the person would eat adequately. But the issue with eating disorders is that there is this detected famine that isn't real. It's self-induced. And so that means there's never going to be a logical end unless you choose to recover from your eating disorder, which is hard as fuck because the famine gene hasn't turned off, so it feels wrong and gross. And I just know that there are going to be so many young girls out there who want to fit into this unrealistic, dangerous ideal who are going to unlock that famine gene inside of them and going to descend into eating disorders not to mention this is already on top of like the rate of eating disorders being higher than ever before and just like a general national mental health crisis like it's just it feels like we're going backwards i think definitely in the 90s and the 2000s like there were certain body types that were promoted and then i feel like in the 2010s society worked hard to unlearn that or gave you the appearance of working hard to unlearn that or the beginnings of unlearning that and then with the resurgence of 90s and early 2000s fashion instead of like ditching the whole body type part we just we brought it back into the 2020s with us like that's so sad and that kind of brings me i've been kind of like talking flirting with the concept of body neutrality and if you don't know body neutrality is kind of the idea that I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. You just take a neutral approach to your body. Your body is neither beautiful or ugly. It's just kind of a vehicle with which you experience the world. And it, in its like natural, healthiest, properly nourished state, provides a lot for you. And because of how much it provides for you, it's just, it's unfair to your body to, you know, essentially slowly kill it and slowly starve it to death. I know that body neutrality is a topic used quite a lot to help people in recovery from an eating disorder cope with their body image and I think that it's really really helpful and really productive. I think for a lot of people eating disorders are sort of a way to project our insecurities and our anxieties onto something external and that external thing just happens to be our body and so realizing you know that in a way, because you've used your eating disorder as projection, it's like projecting onto another person. And so like that realization can be really, really helpful and just coming to accept the body that you were naturally meant to have. Um, The body that you have when you're adequately nourishing yourself and you're not restricting or engaging in other eating disorder behaviors. I think for me especially, body neutrality has really really been helpful just because i i will admit like i do live in a conventionally attractive body like i as a white rich straight-sized female i'm not gonna deny that but obviously like everyone is entitled to their own insecurities and their own body image issues so just recognizing that like okay just because i don't feel like i'm good enough doesn't mean my body is not good enough has been very helpful in my recovery I just wish that the idea of body neutrality would become more mainstream because I feel like plenty of people in eating disorder recovery know about it and there is talk about it on social media but it's the only people talking about it are people whose kind of niche is like 
eating disorder recovery or mental health or just general like body acceptance, body positivity, and body neutrality, which is great. I definitely think that this awareness and representation is very, very much needed, and I'm not, like, trying to diss that at all. Like, I I love the fact that more and more people are talking about, you know, just body positivity and body neutrality on the internet. I think that's very much needed. I think I already said that, but anyways, it just, it doesn't feel mainstream. I feel like you can't, not you can't, but it's really hard to stumble upon a body positivity and a body neutrality influencer without kind of already sort of looking for that or already like receiving content that's sort of in that niche and you know regular like people going about their everyday lives aren't typically you know in that niche and people who are interested in fashion are probably in the uh, the exact opposite niche given where fashion is headed but anyways i think like having a mainstream influencer like start promoting the idea of body neutrality could really help progress some of the work that people already started doing during the 2010s when curvier bodies were starting to be more embraced like imagine if the kardashians had like a little vogue interview or like went on their show and instead of talking about their extreme diets and getting their BBLs removed, and what they did to lose a certain amount of weight in a certain amount of time, what if they just talked about, hey, here's what I'm doing to love and accept my body. Like, imagine how big of an impact that would have on society. Like, it would be all over the tabloids. It would become, like, body neutrality would become a trend. And while I kind of don't like the idea that something as important as body neutrality would become a trend, I think starting off as a trend would be helpful just because like it emphasizes its importance and relevance to society especially over like dieting and weight loss which is so much more prevalent in social media like literally like having kim kardashian come on and be like i love my body here's all the things it does for me here's what i'm doing to learn to accept my body like literally all the tabloids would be like kim kardashian's new body neutrality method blah 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 and then the people who, you know, just go on general social media and go on, like, fashion-dedicated social media would see that, and having such just, like, a influential figure promote that, I think, would kind of help get the movement started in larger society, and would kind of help it, you know, just, like, permeate throughout general society, and then eventually, as more people learned more about it, I think that it could become a really, really powerful thing in the fashion industry. I think it could do so much to just change where the fashion industry is headed and where we have been headed. Um, You know, like, first of all, I don't think the aesthetic heroin chic would even exist. I think that, like, it would would be called something else. Like, it'd probably just stick to, like, Y2K or, like, 90s fashion. And, like, just having, like, everybody believe that they could wear 90s fashion because definitely something I've come to learn is that like I can wear clothes regardless of my body size something I did a lot in treatment was talk with my therapist about like I want to wear this but I can't because I'm like eating this much or like I'm weight restoring and I'm like making meal plan and she was like who told you that like why why can't you it's just clothing clothing isn't dependent on what you look like like you are allowed to wear clothing styles regardless of how you look because it's just fabric that covers your body you know and 
clothing is made in all different sizes. Like I said, I'm privileged to have access to straight size clothing. Um, I'm privileged enough to have my size available in most stores. So like I'm lucky enough. If I wanted a certain style, I could definitely just go to any store and find it in my size and find it in something that I felt comfortable in. That just kind of gave me a shift in perspective because like fashion shouldn't be about how a person looks, like how their body looks. Fashion should be art. Like fashion is in the truest sense, it's art. It's how a person expresses themselves with the cloth that goes on their body. And that's how I view how I dress. Like I just kind of dress in what I think I feel most confident in and what I think looks like like what I think, what clothes I think look the most visually appealing because that's that's what fashion should be. And I think fashion designers, a lot of fashion designers, especially um, like runway designers, design their clothes with art in mind and with expression in mind. And like granted, like you're not going to see like a runway piece like out and about every day. But I think we can like take that aspect, that artistic, creative aspect of fashion and apply it to everyday life because it takes the focus off how one looks and puts it back on how one feels or like what they're trying to say with their clothes. And so like this whole heroin chic aesthetic would just be completely like busted if people, if people started doing that all over the world because like fashion wouldn't, send this message out to the world that like hey to be beautiful you have to look like this it would just be like hey this is a style that you can choose to express yourself with and i think that's really really beautiful and really powerful i'm kind of segueing into a different topic here but i also kind of wanted to talk about my my body image tips and kind of like what i did to help my body image like granted it is nowhere near perfect like i definitely i definitely still struggle but i just want to talk about some things I experienced in treatment and talk about things I've, you know, done myself that have really helped. So yeah. First things first, stopping body checking was definitely a huge thing. And don't get me wrong, like, I am still in recovery. Like, I still fuck up and I still, well, I don't fuck up. I, there are no mistakes in recovery, but I still have, like, days where I do, and I am struggling and I do body check, but it's not nearly to the extent that I used to. And decreasing that significantly in the way I have has helped me so, so much. So something I did was there were a couple of websites I used to body check and I just, I blocked those. I blocked my access to those. I threw away my scale. I threw away my measuring tape and that can be hard. Sometimes it's easier to have a loved one do it for you. I think if you are a loved one of someone with an eating disorder, just like don't do it without the person's consent because yes it is helpful for them but I think what's really the most important in recovery is in recovery you have to come to realize what is beneficial to you and what is not and it that that mindset change can't be forced upon you I think that just leads to relapse but that's a topic for another day so anyways yeah I also I had a full-length mirror in my my room and I had my parents take that out and put it somewhere in their closet until I was ready again just because I found that I was body checking a lot in that full-length mirror and so just like physically having it out of my sight rather than like turning it around or covering it up like helped force me to like physically unlearn that body checking because honestly I feel like for myself and like a lot of other people in the beginning of eating disorder recovery like there were a lot of times that I was like body checking in like mirrors and windows and stuff that I didn't even realize I was doing it until like 
my mirror was taken away or like certain reflective surfaces were covered up and then like I would I would like go to body check and I'd be like holy shit I can't do that anymore and especially just like as I was weight restoring like basically ignoring the changes that were happening in my body like it's definitely there like in physical discomfort so just like being physically uncomfortable and then like looking in a mirror is not beneficial especially because if you're in eating disorder recovery like your brain is definitely going to distort the image of you you have in your head so like while I was weight restoring kind of just like avoiding how my body looked altogether wearing comfortable clothes taking the means that I would use to body check like just getting rid of them was very helpful and I don't think this was or is effective in the long term I think for me It was definitely very effective while I was weight restoring and while I was starting to like adequately intake food. But now that I'm weight restored, I think I have slowly started incorporating acknowledgement of my body back into my life again, if that makes sense. Um, Like I've got my full length mirror back. I have like uncovered some of the reflective surfaces. Obviously, like I still have those websites blocked and I still have like no access to like a scale or measuring tape. But yeah here are some tips and tricks that have helped me you know just kind of accept my body for what it is a therapy exercise i found really helpful was writing a thank you letter to my body which is cheesy but it kind of forces you to acknowledge all of the things that your body provides for you and all of the things that it does for you that aren't looks so i found that very very helpful in like making peace with my body and just like stop warring with it i think similarly you could also write an apology letter to your body there was also an activity i did while in treatment that kind of assessed like factors that can influence your body image or like body image distortions you might have i noticed for me a big distortion was like if i am feeling a negative emotion like if i'm feeling anger or stress or overwhelm or sadness or anything that will reflect on my body image which is kind of why i made the point that i did earlier that for me and i think a lot of other people eating disorders are just like projecting your insecurities onto your body because that's really what it was like when i feel more insecure i notice that i have urges to body check more and i feel worse about the way my body looks and i become a lot more focused on the way it looks whereas when i am calm and content and peaceful and joyful those urges draw back and i am more focused on enjoying life through my earth suit that's what my dietitian calls it she calls bodies our earth suits you know just the flesh and muscle that we were given to experience the earth in i think just kind of reflecting I don't know, maybe you could like look up like body image distortion quiz online. I'm sure there's something, but if you don't have access to that, just like reflecting on like, okay, when is my body image worse? What is going on on those certain days? What am I feeling on those certain days? When is it better? What is going on? What am I feeling? Also, something that is helpful for me has been to stop judging my body for being the way it is or just kind of like learning to accept my body like okay that was very vague but i mean this basically in like a hunger fullness sense i noticed that once i stopped judging my body for being hungry or full and once i learned to accept the fact that i like every other human (laughs) need to eat and need to nourish myself to like stay alive and to like function and that like 
eating like literally like our bodies are programmed to want to eat and so just learning to accept that in myself and not judge myself and not think I'm like weak or anything for literally like doing something I was like biologically programmed to do in order to live has helped my body image a lot and I think that's a big part of recovery is just acceptance and lack of judgment I find that there is a huge for me there's a huge connection between listening to my body and loving my body I feel like the more I listen to it the more I can appreciate what it does for me and appreciate how just smart it is and how it knows what I need like my body will tell me when I need rest my body will tell me when I need water when I need to pee my body will tell me when I feel anxious or upset my body will tell me when I'm hungry it'll tell me when I'm full like it's a crazy smart organism that I am so blessed to be living inside of and like realizing that and learning that feeling all these things is natural and normal and what my body was made to do instead of like judging my body for just doing what it is supposed to and doing what it wants to has really really helped the whole appreciation of my body aspect and honestly I feel like the more I've appreciated my body the more like beautiful and the more confident I felt and I think that's just because I focused internally rather than externally when I felt the most beautiful and when I felt the most confident it's when I have been the most in tune with what I am internally when I have you know honored my body's need for rest or food or I don't know like a car ride because I love driving but when I honor what my body wants I find that it is beautiful and I find that I am beautiful and I feel just so much more confident in myself whereas when I am just ignoring all of these you know biological and mental and emotional signals my body's trying to give me I I am so much more judgment filled and I feel so much more insecure because I kind of feel like shit just all over when I ignore what my body does rather than appreciate it I guess I'm just gonna leave off this podcast by saying like your worth and your beauty does not come from how you look. It does not come from fitting into a singular societal beauty standards. I think you are the most beautiful when you listen to yourself and when you listen to your body and when you express yourself how you genuinely truly feel as though you want to. Because, you know, people are the most beautiful when they are the most genuine. So yeah i i hope you enjoyed much love i'll see you next time